In a world where trivia games are played on a podcast, one man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his punishment episode. Punishment Spoilers! Hello there! Welcome to Spoilers. Tonight I am your host, Stevie, and this is my punishment episode for getting the least amount of Oscar picks right. How many did I get right? Anybody know? Eight, I think. Two. Two? Two? I mean, I'm just saying no excuses, but I was blurting out I was just blurting out things driving in a nice storm, so I could care less at that point. I was trying not to die. It was a chaotic night. You picked admirably, and you were the only person to predict Green Book. I which picked Green Book something. from the moment I left the theaters. So I said that's going to win Best Picture, no doubt. Getting the least amount of Oscar picks right is a nice way to say you lost Oscar Pick'em, Stevie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I lost hard. I even said I didn't care. If you were ever in the thread, Jode, you would have read that. But tonight we're doing the prestige. Most normal people would say, Stevie, the prestige is awesome. Stevie, it's in my top 10 movies of all time. It's the best Nolan movie ever made. Well, I just don't <laughs> feel that way. Um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves going from Eastest to Weestest. Uh, I believe I am Eastest. Uh, this the champion. This the is, champ is here. This is the, the Oscar Pick'em champ, Jordan, uh, recording from Durham, North Carolina. What's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Uh, Probably The Dark Knight. Um, I think. Follow-up question. How the fuck did you win Oscar Pick'em, Jordan? <laughs> hey, man. Looking at those betting odds. Listen to a few other you movie podcasts. Vegas? Yeah. I thought we were looking at Vegas this year. What? Stevie, you were literally the only one who said that, and that's why you lost Oscar <laughs> Picking with the heart. Picking I with know the exactly heart, I why Jordan won, because he picked Bohemian Rhapsody three more times than everybody else did. Hey, it had to win because of something. Jordan, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Good. Don't ever do it. I'm telling you. Why would you? Save two hours of your life. Kirsten really wants to watch it, and I really oh, don't. Oh, man. Don't. Don't want to. Go watch Bubble Boy twice. You'll feel better. <laughs> As soon as Brett picks it, yeah. <laughs> so I guess Speaking of, yeah, uh, yeah. This is Brett uh, from Fort Wayne. Uh, this is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Never oh. said it was the best, but it's my favorite. That's fair. Why, I well, respect that. Why is it your favorite? What what distinguishes that between favorite and best for you? I, mean, I don't know. I think I think Inception's like really awesome, and Dunkirk's really awesome, and. Where did, where did you first see this movie? Like, did you have a memorable first? Yeah, I actually with watched it with Josh and our buddy Drew and our friend McMasters and friends of the our pod. Other, <laughs> our, our other friend Ralphie. None of them are friend of the pod. No, all of them hate the pod. <laughs> we uh, we watched it in college in Bloomington, and mm. yeah, it just was. It blew me away, and I thought it was even better the second time I watched it. So, solid. I probably watched it about nine times. I respect it. 
Pap, what's up? Yeah, this is Pappy. We're going from Denver, Colorado. Most weestus. Uh, I was actually not going to be on this, even though I rewatched the movie <laughs> for the pod, but I went for a little run, got a little energy, so yeah. I, uh, I, I'll i be with you in the punishment. It's not my favorite Nolan movie. I think my favorite Nolan movie is actually probably Dunkirk. Ooh, um, did you see it in IMAX? Yeah, I saw it in 70 millimeter. IMAX. It was one of the coolest movie experiences I've ever yeah, had. Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. But but I will say that I, I did raise my rating of the Prestige half a star yeah. on, on the screen. <gasps> so what's it at now for stars for you? 4.5 stars. Nice! 4.5 for me, 4.5 for Mikey, 4.5 for uh, Pappy's cousin. 1.5 for Stevie. Which no! cousin? Adam. I actually really like this movie a lot. It just, um... <sighs> <laughs> There's things that happen in this movie where I say, I don't think you can have it both ways, but I want to... Well, sorry, before you start, one thing, I was ready to retire the Oscar Pick'em show. I was so down on it until Jordan picked the Prestige for you, <laughs> and I thought that was the most perfect pick in the history of this thing. So, like, well, I thank you, Babby. background, right? You hate this movie, right, CV? I don't hate it. Okay. I, this movie Twin, is Twins so, and clones. This movie is I, so I do well want a done. chance to explain this after CV goes through. Yeah, this movie is so well done. It's brilliantly shot. I like the way the story unfolds. Um, it's very well acted. It's just that thing at the end drives me nuts. I don't think you can have it both ways, personally. Like, twins and clones, as Brett said, it drives me nuts. I think you could have got there in a more clever way than twins and clones. A lot of that was pulled from the book. I mean, I'll, I read up a little bit on the book, and uh, I can throw some of that to you guys later. But Give us some street knowledge, Brett. Okay, so it's basically like the same storyline... Uh, you know, the two twins, Borden, uh, and Fallon, and all that stuff. Albert they're and tw- Frederick, yes. Yeah, they're, they're twins and they're magicians. They invent the transporting man and then he invented again. And Angier's super jealous of him, uh, tries to figure it out, can't figure it out. So he actually goes and meets Tesla, like in the movie. So that's makes, in the book. Tesla's yeah, in the book. Yeah, nice. he makes, he makes him the machine and, uh, it drives Borden nuts. I try to figure it out. So kind of like in the movie, he sneaks backstage, but instead of, you know, getting framed for murder, he turns the machine off in the middle of the transportation. So you get two, uh, Angiers. You get one that's a real corporal body, but he's weak. And then you get another one that's like a ghost Angier, kind of like he got caught in the middle. Oh, like so, a meta, uh, kind of like metaphysical, I think that it. Yeah, yeah, like he, he's poltergeist. And he yeah. looks, he looks real, but he's like almost transparent, and he's like he's not like a real person. But it's like he, it's like the real Angier, uh, Angier's lost that part of his body, so he retires and ghost, you know, becomes that lord like he does in the movie, and that's as far as I can get with that. And then it, something even pretty crazy happens at the end. But what happens at the end then? Well. The ghost one goes and like almost kills one of the twins, um, and uh, at the very very end, uh, the corporeal Angiers actually dies, and 
the ghost guy tries to use the machine to put himself into the dead guy's body because he's either hoping it'll restore his body or it'll kill him because he can't die. Hmm. What what is this like written in first person from Ghost <laughs> Ghost? No, no, they're Ghost reading. Of, no, Ghost they're reading. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like in the movie. They're uh, the whole book's kind of s- told through uh, both their diaries. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so that's how it unfolds. Yeah, and then at the very you end, kind of go Frankenstein with it. Is it like like a, like a Game of Thrones type thing? Like you read the chapter of this person told in first person, and like switches back and forth. I think it's kind of more like the, how the movie is. It kind of go in big chunks. Kind of, and the you know, like Angiers is reading, they're reading his diary and he's talking about meeting Tesla. And at the very end, like a hundred years later, the ghost is seen coming out of like some door. So it didn't work and he's just going to live forever and he's miserable. So, you know, it's, it's a lot different, but it's got the same like guts of the story. So I did like how this movie starts out with like, um, with Borden or Fallon or whichever one it is, um, which I think at the end it is Frederick, uh, the one who is initially Fallon, um, getting charged with murder. And it kind of, this movie hops around a lot. I'll say this, yeah, and Bre- I know it's one of your favorite movies. I think that the editing in this, like The Godfather 2, is a little bit haphazard. Is there a rhyme or reason to the way the story is cut together? I thought it was like confusing for confusing's sake. Uh, well, that's what actually one of the... Uh- uh, reviews said, um, but they also said that it was like the one of the most. It's on like some list is what like one of the most beautifully shot movies of all time, like number thirty something. So no, I'm not. I'm not doubting the cinematography. I'm talking about the editing of the story. I think. I think they wanted weird. you confusing. Um, again, I th- I found out so much more the second time I watched it. The three and acts like, are the magic trick. Yes, that's. Yeah. I think that's awesome. By the way, um, I I, I couldn't tell you, Pappy. I really couldn't tell you. Pap, do you mean like the like smash cuts and stuff like that, or I mean, I was just looking back to like the first time I saw it, I was like super disoriented. But it's yeah. even like the way that the you know it's essentially two stories, but the way that those two stories are edited, like in the way they're presented to the audience, it was super confusing. Like you're jumping around in, yeah, in the you timeline. You can't really tell who's who's flashbacks or who's. Yeah, exactly, and it felt like there was no like rhyme or reason to it. But what, what Stevie, what did you say? That the three acts are the the magic. Yeah, so act? if you watch this movie, kind of based off of because it it kind of puts it in plain sight for you. In the beginning, you have um, it's literally the first part of the movie. It's uh, narration. Well, yeah, not what, narration. What are the three? What are the three uh, steps called? Oh man, there's the turn Pledge. to prestige. What's the first one called? Pledge. Pledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, so the, he's telling the little girl, which you find out who the little girl is at the end. Right. So the first act is the pledge, second act turn, third act prestige. I mean, so that's why, I mean, I guess it makes sense why it was edited the way it was. Because it's pretty much saying, like, you're taking something ordinary, which a man being framed for murder. Then you turn it into something extraordinary, which is Hugh Jackman cloning himself. Then you return that man back to life, which is Christian Bale actually being a twin the whole time. So I think it does Twins like the and st- clones. So I think it does like the acts of the magic throughout its actual acts of the movie. It's pretty meta. But the you know the the twins and the clones are like completely opposite storylines though that just happen to come together at the very end. I mean, yeah, I feel like they both kind of go through their own thing. It's not like there's a twin and a clone on top. Yeah. They do, and I think um, you know, the the twin thing is to me is awesome because it's kind of like they give you a really quick foreshadowing earlier with that old Asian 
magician who's not old. He's just pretending to be old so he can pull off that trick, and he does it all the time. And the little boy. I would never want my life to be a fake or something like that, one of the characters says. Yeah. Or I like to be a phony. So, and he, like, and also they're, they're kind of opposite people. The, the Borden twins, they're great. They're opposite magi- from each other. <laughs> yeah, but either, yeah, but either way, they're great magicians. And, uh, Angiers is a great showman. A and a lousy neither, magician. And neither, yeah, and then Borden's a terrible showman. Yeah. Like, nobody even knew what was going on when he first did his trick. I mean, like, Borden, uh, Angier's like, it's the best trick I've ever seen, but <laughs> it happens, it happens so fast, nobody even knew what happened. Yeah. And then Angier's doesn't have the talent and obviously doesn't have a twin, but everyone loves it. He's selling out shows because he's just a great showman, the great Danton. The greatest <laughs> showman. Yes. Oh. <laughs> hey. Future spoilers pick. Hey, oh. It's just my thought. I mean, I don't like, I really liked, I really enjoyed watching this movie. I was just, I don't think it's lazy. I just didn't like the way the story enveloped. I would have rather have seen like Hugh Jackman driven mad and just have Christian Bale revealing a twin at the end than twins and clones. Well, yeah, can I, I'll agree with you there. And this is, that's just me. going to be a very different episode of sports as a punishment episode. But like the whole, I, I think that the whole huge Ackman plot <laughs> is, too developed like we didn't i don't need to see why he's able to make that trick to me the the story is more of like a persona story of christian bale you know what i mean going back and forth that's like the most interesting part of the movie to me like yeah i forgot i forgot this movie takes place in colorado for part of it yeah colorado springs i just there's two parts of this movie that i could think of at the top of my head that just really i really it it blows me away I, i that I love how it's done. One is when you go back and watch it, like the second time you really start to notice the really subtle ways that the Borden twins treat. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Not today, you know, and mm-hmm. you know what the other, other ones, you know, super into Scarlett Johansson, but the other guy's never into Scarlett Johansson. He might do things to her because that's part of the gag, but it's just the, he just, plays the role so much and it makes everyone miserable but he just does it because of the craft he's such a a craftsman i love going back and watching you can tell you can tell who's who just because of how cold or warm he is to each one of the women and i don't think you pick up on that a lot the first time you watch it well but one of the who's who's uh the the wife of sarah his character Sarah. sarah says multiple times today you love me Today you don't, and I feel like that's a bit heavy-handed. I wish like, you'd be I, I more like consistent. It, no, she, has, I she wish says it's. A, I think it's more subtle. Like I said, she goes. No, not no, today. no. She says it explicitly like four times. It's like I wish she trusted the audience yeah. a little bit more not, on that. Not like, today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. You don't love me. Yeah. Then she says something like, "I I feel like you're two different people a lot." Um. Then, like Hugh Jackman even says, like uh, he thinks like Christian Bale's diary was written by a madman. It's like he's living two different lives. Yeah. I, one of the things that I didn't, I haven't like read theories about this movie in a long time. But one of the things that I read recently after suggesting or after picking this movie for Stevie was that like when when you read the diary and when you hear like the first line, it says like we were two men at the beginning of a promising career or something like that. Everyone thinks that it refers to Angier and Borden. Oh, I like that. 
but it's it's just mm. it's the twins and like i think it goes on to say like we were just trying to make a career and we never wanted to hurt anybody but everything like plays into this whole twin thing and i don't know i stevie i've always kind of thought that you have hated this movie for like the the trick in it and i think the the part that i love about this movie is like the battle between two or three three i guess dudes the one-upsmanship of it yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. And there are some parts that, like, I just don't think would fly. I mean, it's cool for, like, cinematic purposes, but, like, come on. Like, if you're going to bring people up on a stage, you know who you're bringing up. Like, Hugh Jackman in a beard doesn't look any fucking different. And he knows he's going to get shot, like... And also, when... That, um, that part is pretty weak, I will give you that. And like, also Fal- when, Fallon chooses him in the audience. Yeah! <laughs> like, really? But it happens fast. Like, it's like they have, like, one or two shows, and it's like, okay, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sabotage. Yeah, and then also, um, when uh, either Frederick or Albert goes up on stage when uh, Hugh Jackman's doing the new um, bird trick, and he kills the bird in front of him, it's like, you know who you're bringing up there. Yeah. He fucks up his face. Well, you can also, uh, the, the person who's picking the person, not Fallon, but the other, the bird one, mm-hmm. he, who's to say he's not just pointing in a direction and he doesn't know who he is? He, he, what if he just gets up and walks up there? Who's going to yeah. stop him? I, I've caught on to that too. It looks like the, the like assistant just points into the crowd and he like stands up and almost like dismisses somebody else who thought it was them like he's like you, this is gonna fucking like, be me like i'm going right, up if there you act like yeah. you're the one called on who's gonna stop you that's a really yeah. good point the fallon the fallon one's a little bit more of a stretch but again mm. that could happen as well he kind of points and if you act confident you just walk up there who's gonna who's gonna say you weren't picked maybe the guy next to him was like oh i thought i was picked let's but I hand guess it was the him. guy who that's looks like my point. my brother's rival a gun <laughs> 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 no, I'm on with Brett. That actually makes sense. Who's going to stop you? But uh, you mentioned the, the bird trick, Stevie. What would you think of my cocaine? Of Michael Kine? Oh, I love him this movie. There it is. Michael Kine. Is this uh, the beginning of the of the BFF with Kane and uh, Christopher Nolan? Uh, ye- well, Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins came Batman out Begins first. is before the prestige. Is it? Even, okay, even okay. though they started writing prestige in like 2000. It took them five years to write it because okay. they were going to do it before Batman Begins or Dark Knight, one of the two. And it's so complex. They, they kind of sped up <laughs> the Batman. Okay. So. I mean, but Christopher Nolan wasn't even signed on to do this until like way late in production, right? Well, his uh, this was uh, hmm. a short story that Jonathan had written or like the start of a idea. And they just kind of passed it back and forth for five years while they were both doing other things. Gotcha. Now, wait, they, they bid on it. Original, what? This is an original screenplay? I thought you said it was like based on a book. It is, but... Maybe. Um, Adapted. They like bid on... Uh, the studio bid on it, and they gave it to Nolan, I believe. Because it was supposed to go to Sam Mendes, who did American Beauty. Hmm. Yeah, he would have been doing uh, Road of hmm. Perdition at that time, right around that early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is a screenplay, the Nolan brothers wrote it and everything, so, um, yeah, it's based off a book, but again, uh, it's a book from 1995 by Christopher Priest, so. Has he done any other books of March? I don't, I don't believe like that, but I, I think it's funny that, like, Christopher Priest was, like, watching it, and, like, and the movie blew him away, and he kept, like, apparently was kept saying, 
that's a great that's great why didn't i think of that like <laughs> he really he really liked how it turned out and he said he watched it like three times <laughs> and like freaking loved it so that's awesome but to get back to pappy's question i love michael kine yeah he's great. i think he is <laughs> such an awesome actor and i also love him in this too because he definitely like gets you think he's on Angie's side the whole time. Well, he is, but he like, sees his downfall, though. Yeah, like in, in, at the very end, I mean, he he likes him. He's super loyal to him because he thinks he's a good man. You know, he's got faults and everything. But when he finds out about the clone thing and what's going on with that, he's just like, nope. And then he, not only that, he doesn't just abandon him. He actually helps uh, board and get back mm-hmm. to him, get back at him. So because mm-hmm. he realizes he's a monster, which brings me to the second thing I earlier that I uh, alluded to that like just I always thought about real deep about it like every time Angiers goes in that machine he's got zero he has no idea if he's going to be the one drowning or not yeah they said that yeah but it just it just would be so scary you know well I mean I don't know how transportation and transportation cloning works but does he share all of his memories yeah I believe you have a consciousness but you you have the same consciousness, but you're in a different body. So every time he lives, he has no idea if he's the original Angiers or not. So every night he goes on there, he doesn't know if he's going to be the one drowning or not. And that's just like a paradox or whatever for me that I think is just really cool. But So it's like post going through that Tesla machine, both Angiers think they're the real Angier. Right. That's why yeah. that one time, you know, he grabbed the gun. He's like, no, wait, I'm the, and then he shoots him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, the guy who got shot was like, why are you shooting me? I'm the real one. But the guy who shot him was like, I'm the real one, but you know you only have that one body, so you're either the one drowning or the one not. I mean, if that is weird as that sounds, but David Bowie is a great scientist. David Bowie, <laughs> Pap, what's your favorite David Bowie song? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Um, the one from Labyrinth, uh, Young Americans, uh, Young America. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Uh, I mean, dance, dance, magic, dance, dance. magic, dance. Yeah, it's God great. dang, that's a fucking t- banger. Uh, dance. It's, it's tough to pick, but but what I noticed, Stevie, on this rewatch of The Prestige is every time David Bowie's in a film, his entrance is fucking mm-hmm. spectacular. Yeah, every <laughs> like he, time, he must he must negotiate that. There's no way that's a coincidence. Like he comes through all these like Tesla sparks in this film. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then like, you I know, think uh, I might be of some assistance. <laughs> yeah. And then in the background's like, let's dance. Yeah. And then he turns, oh he's a freaking, he's a bird in labyrinth, man. I mean, classic. It's, it's insane. It's amazing. <laughs> Stevie pulls out the Zoolander. Love okay. It. Like that is one of my favorite, like, same same moments in any movie ever like i can i always go back to that one and make me laugh but um so as i said this movie's really well done it's fun to watch i also like how um a lot of the twin that we start off with is frederick not even albert like how, how do you know this what how, how do you know this what what's your it feels like you're differentiating a lot between these two because they're twins that are different. But how do you know which one is which? Do they ever even say they're yeah. both names? They're always uh, referred to as Alfred or Borden. Right. Which Fallon. If you take Albert. I, I know. I, I get it. It's a, it's a combination Al- of the names. Frederick, yeah. And that's their names in the book, I imagine. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. So which one's which? Which one's the good? 
So which one's married? Um, we start off with because um, Frederick is like the really hot-handed one. He like doesn't listen. He's the one we see in the beginning where he's like, "We need to start doing new tricks. We need to start like go branching off on our own." This guy's a hack. And spoiler, he's the one who gets hanged. He's the one right? who gets hanged because when he's walking away okay. from the jail, j- uh, jail cell, um, away from the uh, Fallon, who is Albert at that point, um, he's saying like, "I'm so sorry for Sarah." Like, you know, I'm sorry for everything. You told me not mm. to go. Like, that's him apologizing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I love the bye from Borden at the end. It's like gut-wrenching. Yeah. That's, yeah, so that's how I could kind of tell between the two. Um, especially, like, when um, he's at the restaurant and uh, ScarJo's calling him Freddy and he doesn't really mind. Whereas, like, when Albert, like, when she calls Albert Freddy, he, like, doesn't like that at all. Like, you can kind of tell mm. in those instances, like, who's who. Yeah. Okay, you don't that's love fair. me today. That's how I know, Jordan. <laughs> I pay attention to the films. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, American Cinematographer's best shot film of between 98 and 2008 is number 36. What's numero un? Oh, I don't know. Titanic? 17,000 people voted, though. <laughs> that was 97, so probably not Titanic. <laughs> Let me look. Talk amongst yourselves. Pap, do you have any gripes with this movie outside the twin clones thing? Um, yeah, like I would say, the 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 only reason it's not a five star film are I think we spend too much time with Huge Ackman. Like I really don't care how he does his trick. The whole mystery of the movie yes. is how Christian Bale's doing his trick, and that's what's important, and that's what I care about. And that's like the whole emotional thing at the end with the kid. Like I don't need to see. I, I love David Bowie. But I that and and I love Andy Circus, uh Golem, uh too. Uh Steve, what do you think about him? Girl. Um doing an accent. Yeah. Also, what was up with ScarJo's accent? That was atrocious. She was doing the Kate Winslet thing where she was going American accent, English accent. It was very hard to watch. It didn't bother me that much. Same. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um but uh, Andy Serkis, I mean, he really wasn't that well known at this point outside of being Gollum. So it was kind of cool seeing him in a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Pre-Black yeah. Panther, uh, Best Picture nominee. I don't know. Like like I said, like my biggest problem was the amount of time we spent with Hugh Jackman. You think it's too split and we should have gone more to I Christian Bale? But I think he's kind of the star. He's supposed to be the focus of the movie, but it's supposed to like leave you wanting to know. And it's almost like they give up on trying to help you figure out uh, – how he's doing the trick. And like here is him the around. prestige. <laughs> yep. oh, or the, the turn. <laughs> Ooh, Pappy, you'll be happy with this number two on this list. Uh, Children of Men? Yep. Number one... You're not going to guess. Max? Gladiator. No, Gladi- Gladiator's 15. This is 98 to 2008. Green, green Book. <laughs> None of you guys are going to get... It's Green Mile. Amel- Emily. Mm. Uh, I love that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Saving oh, Private Ryan three. Movie. There will be blood yeah. four. No country five. Yeah, Amelie is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to Dark Knight seven. Mm. Can we can we talk about the uh, the Prestige versus the Illusionist? My jam. I like the Illusionist. <laughs> I just like this a lot more. It's, I I'm kind of the same. The Illusionist. Yeah, I, I think so the I would Illusionist like is, to get some. It's like decent. Are they similar? Stories like no, I mean no. they're they're about magicians and they're magicians with a twist ending. It's about one yeah. magician with a twist ending, with a really big plot hole at the end. Stevie, well, I don't Steve, care. What what's the plot Stevie, hole, it seems Bradley? like you have stronger feelings. You, my, 
you can't tell me that guy, whatever the big boss guy, uh, that he in the end would kill himself. Why wouldn't he? Someone that powerful? You don't think he could get out of it? No, they told him he wasn't getting out of it. Nah, he'd, he'd be able. There's no way. I just don't. I think that's like option number seven for getting him. Out of what? Watch the movie, man. It's it, this is a lot more like real magic, like yeah. a lot more mysticism. It's our. It's pretty good, man. Edward Norton's pretty good. Yeah, this one actually like is like magic. <laughs> yeah, he's a great bad guy. I can never remember his name. Ruf Rufus Sewell. Scrimjor. But oh. I remember this nice. this being one of like the classic <laughs> annoying Hollywood. The exact same movies coming out twice. Armageddon, in the same sudden year. impact. Another yeah. Ma- yeah. another magical movie came out that year too. I'd never heard of, but um, same. I was looking at that as well. It is called. It's with Hugh Jackman. Scoop. Yeah. Scoop. <laughs> Well, oh, it's Woody Allen. <laughs> okay, that's it's Scarlett Johansson, Hugh Jackman. Holy crap! Kind of want to watch it. What's it? What's the Rotten Tomato rating? That, what, oh, what's the Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I don't know. It's ninety six minutes, so it's pretty short. Well, that's good. Ian Maybe. McShane, he's good too. Woody Allen doesn't two stars, make epics. two stars. Wow. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> negative reviews. Yeah. Thirty eight percent Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's not good at all. Worst movie Woody Allen has ever made by the Washington Post. In Future punishment pick. Some <laughs> Jackman, we're pivoting. Someone yeah. called it the someone called it the funniest movie of the year so far, and Allen's <laughs> funniest film in a decade. Ooh, we got some descending views here. Well, Stevie, wait, Stevie, I want to hear your breakdown of Illusionist. Same, same, Prestige. same. Yep. What do you want to? I mean, they're totally different movies from the Prestige. I mean, they're legitimately different movies. Yeah, I've but always like hated how they were. They're compared. always. Pitted against each other. I don't other. understand why they're compared. They're not even comparable. Okay. Because they're two magic movies that came out in the same like year. That's, like that's like saying Aquaman and Infinity War are the same. Or Dark the average person yeah, Deep Impact and Armageddon came out like three months apart. They're yeah. nothing alike. I mean, I really like The Illusionist. Um, it's more of a love story than anything where this is more of kind of like a petty rivalry. The Prestige Fair. is. Okay. That, Stevie, that's part of the reason that I thought you hated this movie is because I thought you were an illusionist guy. I am like, an illusionist guy. Like I love Ed Norton. I love that movie. It's beautifully shot. But you don't you don't pit them against each other. No, I'm not like, in that way. Not like okay. this one's that's... better than this one because of this one. No, it's just they're different. You get that though, don't you? Like I've always said, like, hey, do you like the Prestige? No, I like the Illusionist more. I'm like, they're they're not alike. They're like, not I always, alike. I at always all. get that, and I'm like. I, yeah, well, I'm moving illusionist, what man. What do you mean? You always get no, that. Like, How those, many no, conversations like that was, are you oh, having? Dude, I can, I can think of one specifically. Dude, and when that, I worked, at, I, I worked at a children's home, and I was like, "Hey, oh, he's he's like, I was like, have you seen Prestige? I just watched it. I love it. He goes, oh, no, I don't like that. I like the illusionist. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what year did you this come out? You must choose one. Well, Trust me, it was, was it was a big deal back then. I mean, like they both came out. That was a very different movie landscape, in a way. You didn't have YouTube videos making 100 million trailer views. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you saw one that was kind of a magic movie, another one that was kind of a magic movie. It was tough to like tell them apart in your yeah. head. Yeah. yeah. And every time I bring it up, my dad goes, now, which one's that? Because he watched yeah, them exactly. both. Yeah, exactly. Which one's that? Yeah. Like, okay, so they're somewhat similar, but not really. One's about two magicians trying to one-up each other and drive each other mad. Whereas the illusionist is about one magician um, driving like a really powerful guy mad. Yeah, he's trying. They're both. They both love. Well, they they're both, both love the same, the same girl. Yeah, he's got Paul Giamatti. He's really good. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, I just, just I don't think dark. they're they're not it's similar more, in any way. It, no, I feel like that's more of like a rebellion type of movie, and this is like a like Stevie said a like a rivalry. Yeah, hmm. 
I mean, they're both really interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm happy, man. I mean, the like the one of the things I hated about you the most is that you said it was a garbage movie, and you don't <laughs> hated, and you don't, and you don't <laughs> disliked about you. Um, and now you don't I seem to dislike it, it you, like Stevie. hate it anymore. So that's <laughs> no, I'm, I just I consider I, it a win. I it's so well done. It's really well acted. It's really well shot. I just don't like. Twins and clones. It bothers me. I don't know why. I think they could have come to like a clever um, resolution a different way, or even have a different story in a certain but, way. But but the clones bring mm-hmm. out. Ah, uh, it's just. But there's too much time. Jordan, are you with me? There's too much time spent. I told Pat you could have shaved 10, 15 minutes like off this it's, movie. It's not a long film. It's it's two hours and four minutes. But no. I, I I still think there's time to be cut. Yeah, I. I would agree. I think they're like you said earlier, Pappy. I think there's too much time spent with um, with Hugh Jackman, and I think that, like you said, the really interesting stuff is mostly with Borden, and I would even go further and say mostly with their like rivalry, um, and it kind of gets away from that. I would say between like the halfway mark and the end. Um, so you could probably cut some and tighten it up a little bit. But I wouldn't. Cu- I wouldn't cut a second. I'm. I, well, I, I'm saying that a five-star version of this movie is completely focused on Christian Bale's relationships with the two women in his life, and is a little bit more ambigu- a- ambiguous on you know who's who, and, and and let's let's paint Hugh Jackman as this like total mystic figure. Yeah, he has magic machines. I don't even know how he gets those magic machines. The whole the whole mystery to the audience should be is this one guy. And then the third act twist is the prestige is it's two guys. That that I, would have been way better. I mostly agree, but if you do that, you cut David Bowie, which I think really Dance I, Magic I, Dance. Oh, well, come dance. on, man. You can't you can't cut Bowie and Smeagol out of this movie. Uh I I love that shit. And <laughs> I don't know, Are you I, telling me they didn't walk a fucking around their perimeter of their building to to look for hats? <laughs> like they didn't take a little walk. Uh, dude, they were down a hill in a ravine. I but Hugh Jackman <laughs> just saw it on his way out of the building <laughs> that one time. No, I'm not trying to defend it. Yeah, you're right. There there are some That's holes, dumb. but you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I still think it's a very strong movie. It is a really strong movie. Um, I don't know. I think it could have gone about a different way, but as I said, I'm happy Jordan picked this because I have. I'm happy I got to watch it again. <sighs> the ending yeah. still drives me nuts, but um. God, so you said the ending. So you much. said everything except for the last five minutes. You last love, five Stevie. minutes drives me nuts. <sighs> Interesting. That's what blew me away the first time I watched it, and every time I watch it, still. But the whole thing about the last five minutes is like two minutes and thirty seconds of it. You see right away pretty much right yeah. like there's only two two minutes of new footage in the last five minutes of yeah with the girl and everything mm-hmm. yeah with the girl and then like maybe that last shot of of the god tanks. i love the ending so much i just like i'm going crazy over here but brett if i came to you and said hey i wrote you this coming script. at me bro coming if at I me came bro? To you and said hey i wrote this script not only is there clones involved, but the big twist is that twins are going to defeat the clones. Wouldn't you find that kind of hacky? No, because it goes back to the Chinese guy at the beginning. It's the whole point of the movie. Like Jordan said, he was like... Sacrifice for the craft. He is the prestige, man. He I And mean, he is the trick. They've lived their whole adult lives like that. They've ruined their lives 
they've ruined the lives of other people for the craft of being a magician. That's all he cared about. Now, that's not all he cared about. He loved his daughter and his niece, whatever you want to call her, and his wife and his mistress. But that's like all he wanted to do. It's it's all he cared about was being that magician. Then why get a wife? Why tangle it up? He fell in love with her. But yeah, no, I mean, again, I think that, that probably wasn't part of the plan. And I think the other brother was kind of like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> but like love, love, I mean, it's love, man. What can he do? First of all, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. nomenclature. <laughs> what is it, Asian American? What does he say? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael Caine says Chinaman in this Michael movie Kine. multiple times. I just, yeah, and then the, the only way that Angiers could beat Borden was to do some mystical crap, and that was his downfall as well. I mean, they're both their their clone and their twin thing was their downfall in the end. And you know, you think you think you're rooting for Angiers the whole time. He finally wins I'm, at the end. You're rooting for Angiers in this movie? No, I'm not. Heck no. But I like. I think he's supposed to be somewhat the good guy and. I mean, everyone else kind of thinks Borden's the bad guy. Then again, Angiers did bury Fallon alive, so I don't know. You just think he's going to win at the end. He's finally he got his tricks and uh, got him in prison. I mean, he didn't mean to get him. Well, actually, did he? Yes. He set that up? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's just perfect to me. Uh, the ending's perfect to me, so. Gotcha. Well, I respect that. Anybody have any anything else to add? I kind of Want to hear your guys's uh, Christopher Nolan rankings? Oh, it's too of, hard, man. He's my the favorite. Ones seen. Oh, Jesus, or no? Would it take too long? No. How many no. movies has he done? Like actually written, and directed. Ish? Following. Well, I don't care about written. I think his brother writes everything. You, you are. You say that all the time. You are. You are not correct with that, Stevie. I said never said that on this pod, Brett. You said it on. You gave me crap about it on what? trivia night. You said Jonathan writes all the movies anyway. He writes a lot of them. He they've co they've co written. Fair enough. <laughs> Never mind. I no. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do an order. It'll take That's fucking forever. To get real worked up about. Brad. I love Christopher Nolan, man. I I just Jesus Christ. You said you hate me. You said you what? dislike me. Jump down my throat. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm pulling up my For Nolan movies. It's too late. This man. Pandora's box. This was the friendliest punishment episode ever until yeah. thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Nine Insomnia movies, he, wrote, nine really movies he wrote and directed. Yeah, he didn't write that one, though. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Insomnia? That's... No, that's Disturbia. 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 Or Disturbia. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, Disturbia, something like that. <laughs> Disturbia, I think, yeah. Rear Window in the 2000s. My bad. But I've seen all of them now except for his first one. We got Dunkirk 1, Inception 2, Dark Knight 3... Uh, Batman Begins 4, The Prestige 5, hmm. Interstellar 6, Memento 7, Dark Knight Rises 8. You know what? I, I forgot I actually have a mm. list. It's just might have changed recently. And I've only seen Interstellar. I've only seen Inception once. Really? Oh, I can't wait to watch it again. It's so good. Steve, I've only list? seen it once. Yeah, I thought like everyone said it at least three times. Um... <sighs> Let's see here. Let me go to his director. I'm gonna I gotta, writing. I gotta edit mine real quick. It's outdated. Oh, so, I haven't seen Interstellar Insomnia. one. Get the hell out! Mm, my boy. Uh, I saw that in IMAX, man. 
I did like, not see it. No, like No Time for Caution is one of the best pieces that Hans Zimmer's ever written, and watching it on film <laughs> on a giant screen like that was insane. Uh, let's see here: Inception One, Interstellar Two. Whoa, Inception One, Interstellar Two. Oh my bad, Interstellar One, Interse- Inception Two, um, Dark Knight Three. Uh, I'll go with Insomnia Four. Wait, okay, he didn't. I mean, he just directed that one. If that counts or not. I thought we were just doing directing. Yeah. Was Insomnia good? Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Then I would go Dunkirk. Then I would go uh, The Prestige. Uh, then probably uh, Dark Knight Rises. Then probably Batman Begins down there somewhere. And then Memento. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I know, you told me. You said it was terrible. Uh, hey. mm. Um... These are just my favorites, all right? There's going to be one that's going to shock everyone, so just be prepared, okay? Bring it. Jordan, you better have a list after asking yeah, this question. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, my list as it stands, without thinking too hard, The Prestige, Interstellar, Dark Knight, Inception. Here's the controversial one. Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk, Batman Begins, Memento. I had Memento a lot higher after the first watch. And after the second watch, I dropped it a lot lower. <laughs> it's a great one-time watch. And after that, it's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still really good. I mean, like the... I just think it's like the usual suspects. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I know I know you can't possibly fathom why Stevie and I love Interstellar so much, but I think it's so good. You had to see it on screen, on the big screen, man. I watched it on a laptop. Yeah, it's not... It's not I the same. It. Plus, when you see Matt Damon roll out out of nowhere two, two hours in, you're like, what in the world? Man, we got to... Bleat that out again. <sighs> They've had their time. They've had their time. I'm gonna force my brother to watch it really soon. So, really, he's a big science guy. He just never has time. He's got kids. He never gets to watch movies. Jordan, what's your list? Yep. Uh, I think so. I have not seen Dunkirk or Following, um, and I also haven't seen Memento since I was probably sixteen. So I almost kind of <laughs> count that one out. Um, but for me, it's Dark Knight and then Prestige. And then Inception and Interstellar are kind of 3A, 3B. And then I would say Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises are kind of next. Um, Dark Knight Rises is very flawed. I get it. I just love Tom Hardy as Bane. I know people hate him for some reason, but. I mean, I I really like all of his movies, but if you have to rank them, that's kind of where I'm at. That's a pretty good list. <laughs> I covered the mic. I, I don't know why I thought that would give it the. Wait, well, Brett, was, was that great. you? I thought that was, was Steve. Bane. <laughs> hey, guys, I gotta go. Tom Hardy just got here. <laughs> wow, man, I did not know what reaction I was gonna get to that. I'm glad man, I got a laugh. The best man. movie podcast in the goddamn world. We revealed awesome. Tom Hardy at the 45 minute mark. <laughs> We're going to end that on a high note. I thought this episode would be so much more combative, Stevie. Fuck. You, you've come around. Oh, that was a great episode. I've come I around. It's it. just, I think they could have done something different with the twins and the clones thing. Still bothers me. Fair I enough. understand, like, and someone did review it. said it's kind of like a trick, uh, like a, almost like a cheap trick, but, you know, not like the crappy band, we, but, you know. Can the, we use one of those songs to play us out? I want you to like the prestige. <laughs> Brett, you're on fire <laughs> They're both terrible jokes, but I'm glad you guys God liked them Damn, Brett 
funny. Brett's on fire tonight. Really Pappy, are we, are we clear to play uh, Modern Love by David Bowie? There it goes. It's already started playing. He's there not gonna, go. He's not going to complain about it. The single best song to clean your house to, Modern Love by David Bowie. <laughs> Try it. You'll be in the best mood while you're cleaning, I promise. so specific. I, I've done it. It's a great time. But uh, I'd like it's, to also thank Brett for his two jokes at the end. Those were hysterical. <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Uh, I have come around quite a bit on the prestige. Uh, still think the tones, the uh, twins and clones thing is hacky. Yeah, but don't hey, say the tone. The tone's great. It's dark. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll give this four out of five stars. Great movie. Um, cool. Yeah, success. Great, awesome great TV. movie. So, Oscar Pickham unretired. We're bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back. Love it. Join us next time for the Illusionist. <laughs> oh, what is next time? Fast and the Furious? Probably Split. What? <laughs> split. Oh, I meant for next uh, Punch Oh, movie. what are we recording next, though? Fast, uh, probably fast. fast and the Furious, yeah. yeah. Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Stevie back, loves it. Back in a time when movies had their own theme song, Fast and the Furious killed it. So, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, this was Spoilers. Spoilerman here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. That was spoilers.